You're listening to the podcast of Williamsburg Christian Church, a community of faith joining God's pursuit of restoring lives. We hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Good morning, WCC family. I hope this finds you doing well. So a few weeks ago, we talked about the resilience of the wise or the resilience of wise people. And we posed the question, who will be the wise? It's like a way of saying who among us are going to be wise people. This week, I want to talk about wisdom. And I want to do that with the story. There's this beautiful piece of 18th century Byzantine literature called The Lives of the Fathers. It's a collection of sayings of early Christians, stories. And there's a story about St. Anthony, who was a real uh, leader in a monastery, a Christian. And it goes like this. The hunter was looking for game in the desert and came to St. Anthony and saw him laughing and talking with his disciples, making jokes. The hunter, surprised at what he saw, cried out, Father Anthony, is that you? Are you laughing, talking, joking? St. Anthony said to him, yes, it's me. And I want to show you the reason for this. You're a hunter. Take your bow. Take your arrow and load it. So the hunter took his bow, he took his arrow, and he loaded it. And St. Anthony said, pull back. And he pulled back on the bow. And St. Anthony said, pull back some more. And he pulled back some more on the bow. And St. Anthony said, pull back some more. And he pulled back some more. And at this point, the hunter began to get worried. And he said, Father Anthony, if I pull back any farther, I might break my bow. Father Anthony said, don't let it break. Let it go. And then St. Anthony taught him a lesson. He said, so do you understand now? Do you understand that if you pull the bowstring too hard, it'll break? So it is with your soul if we go to extremes. The same thing will happen to us. See, in a society of extremes where we live having one thought swing to another, one belief swing to another, one commitment swing to another side, we are always in danger of breaking our souls. We live in a society of extremes and we fall into the trap of extremes, sometimes because we're bored, sometimes because we're fickle, and sometimes it's because we believe everything we read without going deep before we proceed. You know, if the Facebook post says it, I believe it. If the tweet tweets it, I believe it. If my friend says it, I believe it. If my pastor says it, I believe it. And we don't do the work. We don't go deep. And if we don't, we will remain unanchored in a society of extremes. See, we're, we're a society that tends to call evil good and good evil, where truth is called lies and lies truth, where darkness is mistaken for light and light for darkness, where bitter is called sweet and sweet bitter, where justice is called injustice and injustice justified. We're a society of extremes. We're a society that gives permission to deny what we don't like and accept what we do. If I don't like it, it's fake news, even though the facts and research may say otherwise. If I do like it, it's truth, even though the facts and the research may say otherwise. And I find it real easy to blame other people for my falling into this trap of believing everything I read without going deep before I proceed. I blame the media. Because that's easier to do than taking ownership of not going deep and doing the work of research. 
And so I'm tempted to dig in and draw lines in the sand. I create categories and assign labels to those who oppose me. And I create a different set of categories for those who agree. Tempted to surround myself in an echo chamber of voices to reinforce my own suspicion, bias, and beliefs. But the Spirit of God is calling out to God's people with the wisdom of God. Telling us that God's wisdom is a stubborn thing. And as Jesus said, will be proven right in time by the deeds it produces. See, it's in those moments when the truth surfaces high above the ground, when the facts didn't bend or break and the deeds of wisdom confront my life that I will be forced to admit I was either right or wrong, or I will just choose to die on that hill, dig in and ignore it altogether and continue on in the extremes. And in the end, these kinds of extremes will break our souls. But it doesn't have to be that way for God's people. It doesn't have to be that way for us. We can be different if we choose. We can, we can have an anchor in a society of extremes and be resilient in our convictions. The book of Proverbs is the Old Testament Twitter. Before we uh, encounter hundreds and hundreds of tweets, you know, these short, pithy, and memorable statements and observations that communicate deep, theological and practical truths, there are some introductory chapters. And these chapters uh, tell us about wisdom and its beauty and its benefits and what it even requires if we are to live into the beauty and the benefits of that wisdom. I want to look at chapter two this morning. Chapter two is this one long contained poem. Scholars tell us it's actually one sentence but it can be divided into two halves, verses one through 11 and verses 12 to 22. I'm gonna read only the first half and even a few lines into the second so you and I can see the direction that the poem is headed. But it's set up as a father writing to a son. So if you have the Bible, Proverbs two, verses one through four is where we'll start. Father says, My son, accept my words and store up my commands within you. Turn your ear toward wisdom and stretch your mind toward understanding. Call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding. Seek it like silver. Search for it like hidden treasure. I want you to notice the father is appealing to the whole range of his son's human identity. In verse 1, he appeals to his desires. Verse 2, his mind and ears. Verse 3, his voice. In verse 4, his eyes attached to his whole self. Wisdom, the father says, is a pursuit that involves our whole selves in the real world. It isn't just a spiritual pursuit, but one of the heart and hands, mind and mouth, ears and eyes. There's no placing our pursuit of wisdom in the top drawer of our dresser, we mark spirituality or faith. There's no dresser at all. There's no separating our lives into parts. The pursuit of wisdom is a whole-bodied, all-of-life, mind-body-soul pursuit. It includes my faith my work, my relationships, my, my business sense, my economics, my politics. 
and it should be pursued with a full-on, all-in commitment as an explorer searching for a hidden treasure. So the Father goes on in verse 5, says, Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. The Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He reserves ability for those with integrity. He is a shield for those who live a blameless life. He protects the paths of justice and guards the way of those who are loyal to him. The father wants the son to know there are benefits for this wisdom. The greatest benefit is that it provides an understanding of what the father calls the fear of the Lord, which is another way of saying the godness of God. God doesn't work for us. God is not a genie in the bottle that fulfills our wishes. God is not a long-distance relative wanting only weekend visits. God is not interested in the end result of our lives, but also the means. God is not focused on our heart devotion, but on our whole life devotion. God is in a presence to be experienced by only our souls in some otherworldly, heavenly way, but a presence to be experienced by our bodies in a real-world way. God is too beautiful and majestic, holy and wondrous, loving and faithful for such a narrow understanding. God wants our way of life with all our words and works. And it is a deeper understanding of the awesomeness of God that opens us up to the knowledge of God that increases our wisdom. Father wants his son to know is that God guards those who get this. God guards those who pursue wisdom with an all-in pursuit, making sure that every area of life is understood through the wisdom of God. Every area of life, relationships, work, business, money, politics, and how my understanding of all these things not only affect me, but my neighbor. The father wants the son to know that God guards wisdom treasure hunters. He doesn't guard him from all future harms. Be sure, remaining committed to God's wisdom will make enemies, even out of friends, even family. But understand, by establishing a divine rule at work in all the world, God has established the principle that all God-fearing people will be wise and just in all their ways, and that wisdom and justice will be proven right in time by its deeds. And God will help those in an all-out pursuit for God's wisdom to find a way to apply it faithful living. God's wisdom will anchor us even in a society of extremes, and there is resilience to be found. See, God's people pursuing wisdom will know what is good in a society that calls evil good. They will know what is true in a society that calls lies truth. They will know what is light in a society that mistakes darkness for light. They will know what is just in a society that calls justice injustice. And it is because they know what is true that they will know what is real. 
God's wisdom will anchor God's people in a society of extremes. And those who are anchored in a society of extremes will be a resilient people. That is what wisdom can do. So the Father goes on to say in verse 9, Then you will understand righteousness and justice, as well as integrity, every good course. Wisdom will enter your mind, and knowledge will fill you with delight. Discretion will guard you. Understanding will protect you. In other words, you'll discern good actions and good thoughts and a good way of life. He goes on, verse 12, Wisdom will rescue you from the evil path, from people who twist their words. They forsake the way of integrity and go on obscure paths. The Father wants a son to know that he lives in a society of extremes. And if he is to find anchor for his soul and not have his soul be broken by these extremes, where good is called evil, light is called dark, justice is called injustice, truth is called a lie. And he must seek wisdom like silver, search for it like hidden treasure. And I want you to hear that language. That isn't a passive pursuit. That is an all-in pursuit. He must search for it, be willing to pay the price, do the work so that he will not fall into the trap of extremes because he believes everything he reads without going deep before he proceeds. He wants his son to be anchored in a society of extremes. He wants him to pursue wisdom like a treasure. Jesus might even say, like treasure buried in the field. See, in Matthew chapter 13, verse 44, Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure buried in a field that a poor farmer found and reburied. And then in his joy, he goes and sells everything he has and buys that field. He doesn't steal the treasure, hijack the treasure. He doesn't come back and make an offer for the treasure. He sells everything he has and buys the field. See, what Jesus wants us to know is what the Father wants his Son to know that the fullest experience of God's godness, the fullest experience of God's kingdom with all wisdom, and all the knowledge it offers for a people living in a society of extremes is a whole-bodied, all-in pursuit. It cannot be a compartmentalized expression of my life that allows me to say things like, this is my church life and my work life. This is my business and this is my spiritual. This is my faith and this is my politics. There is no separation for the worshiper pursuing God's wisdom. There may be separation for the worshiper pursuing the world's wisdom, but there's no separation for the worshiper pursuing God's wisdom. There's life in the kingdom and life outside of the kingdom. There isn't a way to split the difference or straddle the fence. I mean, really, have you ever tried to straddle the fence? And I believe now, now is the time where this really matters. Well, we must know the all-surpassing value and gracious gift of the treasure we have found in Christ. 
where we, like the poor farmer, will do whatever it takes to buy the field, where we will, like the sun, search for it like a hidden treasure so that we may be anchored in a society of extremes. I believe that now is the time where we really need to capture this. And I think Paul would agree. See, to the Christians in Colossae, living in a society of, of extremes where other philosophies, ideologies, and even conspiracy theories were affecting the church there. Read the letter. This is what he says in chapter 2, verse 3. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in Christ. Verse 4. I'm telling you this so that no one deceives you with convincing arguments. Beloved, Christ is where wisdom is found. The life, teaching, and ongoing presence of the reign of Christ is the only source of true wisdom. Beloved, over the coming days, you may be tempted to believe what you read without going deep before you proceed. You may be tempted to share it before you research it. You may be tempted to deny what you don't like and accept only what you do. You may be tempted to assign one of society's labels to another person made in God's image. Don't, lest you fall into the trap of forgetting their beloved humanity. Don't, lest you fall into the trap of forgetting they could be your brother or sister in Christ. And I don't think any of us want to answer to God for why we decided to dehumanize God's child by bringing them down to society's level with a label, you may be tempted to think primarily of yourself and your own well-being rather than your neighbor. You may be tempted to assume that your opinion or experience is the standard by which all opinions or experiences should be judged. And if you or I see our opinions or experiences outlined or validated in the life and teachings of Jesus Christ, let's hold on to them. By all means, that's wisdom. That can be the anchor for both of our lives in a society of extremes. That is resilience. Let's just make sure that we are reading Jesus rightly and be sure to seek counsel from other people doing the same. But if you or I cannot find our opinions, our beliefs, our experiences validated in the life and teachings of Jesus, then let's be wise with how we apply them and allow them to interpret life. Let's be wise with the power and authority we give those opinions, experiences, and beliefs. Beloved, let's be slow to dig deep and draw lines in the sand. Let's find the lines Jesus has drawn in the sand which will always be on the side of loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. And then let's dig deep there. And let's make sure that you and I are standing on the right side of that line before telling others where they should stand. Beloved, over the coming weeks, let's look to Jesus. Let's pursue the wisdom of God and remember we will never fully arrive at the fullness of God's wisdom, but we can, by God's wisdom, have resiliency in our convictions and find an anchor in a society of extremes while being utterly committed to love. 
You're listening to the podcast of Williamsburg Christian Church, a community of faith joining God's pursuit of restoring lives. We hope you enjoy this week's podcast. 